the top of the tops, the cream of the crop. We reflect on the top six quarterbacks fantasy football 2021 season. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media at Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. Let's get into it. We're talking about the top six fantasy stud quarterbacks for the 2021 season. We reflect on what they did to know where they are going. The reason why we do this is because we, again, want to tell you and remind you of indicators and statistics that we look at that tell us whether or not this guy can finish in that upper echelon again. And we give you those indicators so that you can look for them in people that you'll be drafting later so that you can get some steals in your fantasy football drafts. And that you can avoid taking people too early that you don't need to take. We'll talk more about that as the season, as the offseason goes along, as we start to get into draft season. Um, we have the two running back reflection episodes left in this series. And then we'll talk about some of the rookies that are going to be available to you guys in Dynasty Drafts. And then after we do the NFL Draft, so starting in, what is that, May? Starting in May, we'll start to rip off uh, mock drafts. We'll start to talk about players to avoid based on their ADP. We'll talk about players that are of value based on their ADP. We'll do mock drafts. We'll continue with our trade episodes in Dynasty. We've got a lot on the plate, man, and we are not rushing it like a lot of other people are rushing it, man. They're giving you rankings and shit already. How can you give me a rankings when I don't even know Who's getting drafted and who's going to be, you know, like, how are you going to give me a rankings already? You're giving me rankings. Like, you guys got to change your fucking rankings every single week, every single day, every time news comes in. I don't have time for that, man. We don't, I'm not, I don't want to be first. I want to be right. I always tell people that, man, when we're talking about on this show, man, I don't want to be first. I want to be right. And. That's why I took my time with the Reflections episodes. That's why I'm taking my time with the rookie scouting that I'm doing, uh, the things that I'm putting together for you guys. I take my time with it because I want it to be correct. I don't want to half-ass anything, give you bullshit where, you you know, you got to look at it again and, and I got to go back and I got to revamp it eight, nine times because I'm speaking out the side of my neck because I'm giving you bullshit because I'm just going off the first in indication of every single move that was made. People are like, oh my God, you know, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, automatic. Everybody in here gets a bump up. Okay, well, what about the defenses that they'll be facing? You know, the Chargers have made a pretty good defense, you know? Like, what about the defenses that they'll be facing? What about... You know, the other players that are on the team, who's coming onto the team, who's leaving the team. We don't know all of this stuff yet. We want to put everything into perspective before we start giving you guys 
you know, half-ass rankings and shit. I don't, I don't care nothing about that. I look for those indicators. So, as we did last time, man, we talked about why, excuse me, quarterbacks, um, 12 through 7. We talked about those guys, and we told you that we look for their boom games, their bust games, their normal games, their great games. A bust game is anything under 15 fantasy points for the quarterback. Again, our threshold is if they give you 15 or more fantasy points for that week, then they are making it so that you are competitive at that position. So normal, 15 to 20. Great game is 20 to 25. And a boom game is anything over 25 fantasy points. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for those guys to give us those boom games. But we want to keep it into perspective. Keep it into perspective um, where we where we where we draft. Um, excuse me, keep it into perspective of where these guys finish. Now, we also talk about a bust player each time we do these episodes. Now, this is a player that was being drafted somewhere within this range, but did not finish there. And that person that we're going to talk about today in the bust category is going to be Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. And the reason why we're going to talk about this is because he played 12 games. Um, so even though he was injured, he played 12 games, and that's what we look for. That's what we look for. Um, so he did play 12 games. He was drafted as the QB4 overall. Um, he finished as the QB 15 overall, but his points per week put him at 21.1. That would have been at seventh. Again, he played 12 games, 246 completions off of 382 attempts, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, he had three bus games. Four normal games, two great games, and three boom games. His boom games were 32, 34, and 41. Deep balls down the field, man. He threw 54 of them in the 12 games at 37 completion percentage. Uh, 50 red zone targets at 58% completion percentage. Uh, they threw the ball at a larger clip than what they would normally throw. Uh, they were throwing the ball 35.6 times per game, so 36 times a game. His true completion percentage was 70.3. His catchable pass rate was 76.2. His air yards per attempt, nine air yards per attempt. He had 11 rushes per game. 16 of those were in the red zone, so 16 red zone rushes, 767 yards, and two touchdowns. So he has the rushing profile. It's there. His passing profile looked decent enough. Um, you know, his passing profile looked decent enough. Do we believe that he's going to be able to do this or be better next season? I believe that they got out of what they like to do, man. They like to run the football. They didn't have their running backs in J.K. Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards. They're going to have those guys back, hopefully, this upcoming season. 
Rashad Bateman is going to have another season within this offense. Mark Andrews. I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, and yes, Lamar Jackson is going to drop down boards. He's not going to be drafted in the top five, I don't believe. But I do believe he's going to finish with, again, I think he's going to finish within uh, the, t- the top 12 quarterbacks. Um, so where he's drafted, I think where he's going to be drafted, he's going to be a steal. You know, so I think that we'll be looking forward to picking uh, Lamar Jackson if he drops later in drafts, if he's, you know, the quarterback 9, 10, 11, I'm saying to go get him. If he even drops further than that and he's the quarterback 12, 13, you know, go get the guy. I mean, I understand people have their reservations on him, but he's still been a pretty good quarterback here. He reaches our threshold in most of the pass uh, in most of the passing profile here. Uh, would we like to see more deep shots down the field from him? I mean, that's not necessarily his game. Um, again, that's not necessarily the the game of the Ravens in general. But his rushing profile always puts him in that upper echelon, of that top twelve quarterback range. And I think that's no different here. Um, I think that's no different here. And does he become a better passer if you get him more weapons? Maybe. 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 You know. Um, But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, Moving on. Our number six overall quarterback was Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He was drafted as the QB5 overall, points per game, 21 points per week, finished him as the number eight quarterback. So he returned value for you where you drafted him somewhat. Um, He did lose his primary weapon in Devontae Adams this season, Uh, you know, this past season with the stats that we're going to be giving you, this came with Devontae Adams being on the roster. He played 16 games, 336, 366 completions off of 531 passing attempts, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. He had three bust games, two normal games, seven great games, and four. Four boom games. His boom games were 26, 26, 29, and 33. Those are big time stats for him. And he, again, he, when he was out there, he was giving you good production. Deep ball, 69 deep balls down the field at 39.1%. So just under our threshold there. But he gave you 116 attempts in the red zone, 58.6%. They were throwing the ball 35 times per game. He was at a true completion percentage of 73.9%, and his catchable pass rate was 79% as well. His air yards per attempt, 7.7. And that's what we look for. 
He didn't really have a rushing profile. He did rush the ball 2.1 times per game, seven attempts in the red zone for 101 yards. He had three rushing touchdowns. So he's not really a rusher. We're not really looking for him for that, but his passing profile gives us everything we're looking for. Like I told you, we want to have 60 deep balls or more. Um, we want to have them at at least 40%. He got us at 39%, so we're not going to you know, nitpick that one. Um, we want over 100 red zone targets because it means that they're getting in the red zone and they're throwing the ball in the red zone, and that leads to more passing touchdowns. He did that at, at, 80, at a 58% completion clip and that's what we want to see there we want to be over 50 uh percent in the red zone over 31 excuse me over 30 passing attempts per game that's where we're at true passing completion percentage over 70 that's where we're at and your catchable pass rate over 75 that's where we're at and your air yards per attempt over 7.5 that's where we're at for Aaron Rodgers. So he ticked all the boxes, got us a bunch of great games, a um, bunch of boom games. So 11 out of his 16 games were over 20 fantasy points, were 20 or more fantasy points. And that's what we want to see out of this guy. And will, we, will he continue that? We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Uh, no Devontae Adams. You know, people say, well, we've seen him work with, you know, garbage receiving cores before no we haven't like stop like <laughs> stop you know he was out there with greg jennings uh jordy nelson you know randall cobb in his prime like come on bro this this guy was working with some 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 good receivers he was working with a good receiving core um and this season yes he you know he had he only had Devontae Adams, but he was force-feeding the ball to Devontae Adams, even in, you know, uh, the later stages of games and, and, and you know, going into the playoffs and things like that. He was throwing the ball to Aaron Jones a lot. So the guy was working with some talent. Don't try to act like he's not working. he wasn't working with talent this entire time. This is going to be the true test of – Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to be working with anything at this particular point. No Devontae Adams, no Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's working with Alan Lazard, you know, maybe Robert Tunyon if he's back off the injury. That's who he's working with. He's working with pretty much nothing at this point, and we're going to have to see what he's going to be able to do now that he doesn't have an actual talented receiver in that core. Um, so do I think his draft stock is going to, is going to, is going to fall? Um, it depends on who they bring in, in the draft, uh, in the rookie draft, but we will see. We'll see. Um, if he drops, I don't, I'm not going to mind that me personally, you know, I've never, I mean, I, I personally didn't, didn't go after Aaron Rodgers. Um, this past season, you know, in some of the leagues that we had in dynasty startup leagues, I was saying you could grab him just as a bridge to try to win you something. Now, if you were in win now mode, grab him because you were getting them as a steal. You were getting them really later than normal because he was so he, he's such an older quarterback. So I was telling you, if you were in win now mode, 
you definitely want to get him. But, you know, in in redraft leagues, I wasn't going after him. He was being drafted as the quarterback five, but he had no rushing upside for me, and that's what I look for when I'm drafting those quarterbacks. I look for guys that I could get later and get that rushing upside. And, you know, to me, that was more of a, you know, you could get um, – who was I getting later? Jalen Hurts. I was getting him a little bit later um, than, than Aaron Rodgers. And he was, he was roughly right there. So, number five overall quarterback in fantasy this year was Matthew Stafford, quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. He was being drafted as the quarterback 10 uh, with 20.4 fantasy points per week. He was finishing, he would have finished as the quarterback 11, which this is not really good here. Um, to be finishing as the quarterback five. Again, we say that your fantasy finishes are based on you playing games. And he played all 17 games. But his points per week had him finishing as QB 11, which is still a quarterback one. But that's six slots away from where he actually finished. He only had two bust games. But he was hovering in that normal to great area. He had uh, six normal games, six great games, and then three boom games. His three boom games were 26, 27, and 29. So he never reached 30 fantasy points for you. But again, he profiled out where we want him to profile. He had a hundred, he had 404 completions off of 601 attempts, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. We would want to bring that down. Uh, but it was a point of emphasis to be talking about this guy's interceptions because he had a few pick sixes. I think he had three or four pick sixes. So it was a point of emphasis with people talking about this man's interceptions. He had 17 interceptions. They were talking about it. He was the league leader in interceptions. They're like, you can't do this. You can't do that. That probably did hurt him a bit here. Um, deep balls. He had 71 deep balls downfield, 41, excuse me, 42.3%. So he's right where we needed to be with that. In the red zone, they had 116 attempts, 55.2% completion in the red zone. They were throwing the ball 34 times a game. That's what we want to see there. True completion percentage, 72.4. That's what we want to see. His catchable pass rate, 77.2%. Exactly what we want to see. Your air yards, 8.6 8.6 air yards per attempt, exactly where we want to be at. Um, he didn't have any rushing upside here. You know, 1.9 attempts per game, uh, seven red zone attempts, and 43 yards overall. No touchdowns on the ground during the regular season. So, not much of a rushing profile. Is he going to be drafted as the quarterback five? Probably not. He's probably going to be drafted roughly around where he finished again. Yes, having Cooper Cup on his squad is great. Uh, they bring in Allen Robinson, but no Robert Woods, no Odell Beckham. 
maybe people hold that against him that there's not going to be an Odell there for the first part of the season if he does, in fact, re-sign with them. But is he going to be going roughly? I believe he's going to be going roughly around that QB 10 again, and I have no problem with that. I would still take him there um, knowing that he will return value for you. I don't believe that he's going to finish as the quarterback five again. Um, I think he might come down a bit with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, those guys returning to form or even playing more games than what they played last season. Russell Wilson moving his way back into the top 12 as well. So sometimes you got to look at the competition around them. Um, Even though he's not going to be actually getting worse, you know, is he going to come down a bit here? And that's something that I think we're going to come down a bit as far as with the 600 passing attempts as well. Cam Akers getting an entire offseason rehab, and he actually going to be able to play this season along with whatever other running backs they have in that backfield, Daryl Henderson, um, if they decide that they're going to bring back Sony Michelle, who knows. But I believe their running game is going to be a little more prevalent than it was last season because they had so many injuries going on in the running game that they're going to come down with these passing attempts just a little bit. I don't think it's going to be too much. I think they might still hover around 30 passing attempts a game, but they're definitely going to increase their pace, uh, their pace of play and get the running game more involved, I believe. So again, will he be quarterback five again? Probably not, but is he worth going after if he drops again to the quarterback 10, maybe quarterback 9, 11, something like that. Yes, he is worth that. Now, this is the player that I told you guys to avoid, and I told you to avoid getting him as the number one quarterback because he's not finished as the number one quarterback in umpteenth amount of years. I don't know when the last time this guy finished as the quarterback one. I think it was his second his first full season as a starter, his second season overall in the league, and that is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Stop picking him as the number one quarterback. He's not the number one quarterback. He never is. He's drafted as the number one quarterback. He finished as quarterback four. He is uh, points per week, 22 points per week, finishes him at quarterback five. Sometimes you like and and when you when I'm saying when when I'm saying don't pick him as the quarterback one, it is because people are picking him in the second round. Like he's going in the second round, unless you're talking super flex. <clears throat> in one quarterback leagues, you should not be looking to draft a quarterback in the second round. He's not returning value for you. We talked about the wide receivers that you were getting that were that were dominating their positions. We're going to talk about the running backs who were way better in their positions. They were giving you that positional advantage over the competition. And you wasted a second round pick 
on this guy who did not give you a positional advantage week in and week out against your competition. Yes, he played 17 games. 436 completions off of 658 passing attempts, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He had four bust games, one normal game, four great games, and eight boom games. So, yes, he was booming. He was booming. Don't get me wrong. He was booming. But we're going to see with the top three, they were booming also. But his boom games, 25, 25, 25, 26, 30, 32, 33, 36. So he had four games over with 30 or more fantasy points. 79 deep balls. He was at 36.7% on those deep balls. 109 red zone attempts. He was at 59.6% in the red zone. His team threw the ball 40 times a game. 40 times a game they were throwing the ball. His true completion percentage, 72.7. His catchable pass rate, 74.8, we'll say 75. His air yards per attempt, 7.5. And his rushing was 3.9 rushing attempts per game, 15 carries in the red zone, 381 yards, and two touchdowns. So he had some rushing upside, but this mainly came from him throwing the ball. They were throwing it all over the yard 40 times a game they were throwing the ball. They are a throw-heavy offense, and that's why people want him. They want to use him, but no Tyreek Hill anymore on his team. They have Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Travis Kelsey are going to be their main weapons here. They also bring in Ronald Jones. Maybe that's an indicator that they want to run the ball a little bit more. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not a great in-between-the-tackles runner. Maybe they believe that Ronald Jones can be that for them. Do we believe he's going to come down? Without Tyreek Hill, it's possible that he comes down. But this is the test, man, to see if Patrick Mahomes is what we think he is. Is he one of the best? Is he one of the best? You know, of course, we're already going to say he's one of the best. He's played with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey his entire career. So far, he no longer has Tyree Hill and neither MVS or Juju are the caliber of wide receiver that Tyree Hill was. But again, you gave up Tyree Hill to put more. I believe this time they have more weapons. You can say that they have more weapons at receiver now than they had prior. You know, they still have. Uh, Miko Hartman there. They did re-sign Josh Gordon for some odd reason. And then they went and signed Corey Coleman off the street for some reason. So you could say they have more weapons now than they had before. But it's just a difference in the way the defense is going to look at this team without Tyreek Hill. So do I believe that he could still be, you know, a great fantasy asset for you? Yes. But again, 
if people are going out and they're saying, yo, Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the draft, I don't understand why do you still put this guy up there. He hasn't finished as the number one quarterback overall in the last three seasons, at least the last three seasons, because uh, Josh Allen has finished number one, and we'll talk about him in a second, has finished number one the last two seasons. And then before that, I believe it was uh, it was uh, Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, you, I don't know, man. I don't understand why he's always getting picked as the number one. I understand why people like him. They feel like he's the best quarterback in the league. But come on, man. We're talking about the numbers. We're talking about fantasy football. That's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what we're talking about. So that's what that's what we're talking about. Now we move to number three. The number three quarterback was Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Tom Brady was drafted as the QB nine. He finished with twenty two point eight fantasy points per game. That put him at quarterback three he played all 17 games 485 completions off of 719 pass attempts 43 touchdowns 12 interceptions that was 41 passing attempts per game he was putting down man he had four bus games two normal games two great games and nine nine boomers Nine boom games. He has seven of them between 25 and 30. And two games over 30. He was booming. Business was booming. 87 deep balls at 40.2%. 129 red zone targets at 62%. And then his true completion percentage... 73.6, 73.6, we'll call it 74, and then his catchable pass rate, 76.1%. Air yards per attempt, 8 yards. No real rushing um, profile for him. He has 1.6 rush attempts per game, 8 red zone carries, 81 yards total, 2 touchdowns. Will he continue that? No more Antonio Brown probably won't have Chris Godwin to start the season. Gronkowski is up in the air about his football future, whether or not he still wants to play. So what are we looking at? They bring in Russell Gage. Does that help him? No more O.J. Howard, but they still have Cameron Brady. How does this, what does this look like for Tom Brady? Brand new head coach in Todd Bowles. What does this look like for Tom Brady? Does it look like he's going to finish as a top three quarterback again? Probably not. But we know they got rid of Ronald Jones. They're going to rely on Leonard Fournette and, and, and Giovanni Bernard, who they re-signed to a one-year deal, I believe. Are they going to continue to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball? I mean, that's that's what 
Tom Brady likes to do, man. It's an air-type offense. That's what he likes to do. Doesn't really like to run the ball a lot. But in order to be effective, and I think in order to 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 win, you got to be able to run the ball a little bit. And I understand people are like, oh, it's playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny didn't show up last season. <laughs> like, he, the, the, he didn't show up on the ground the way he, you – he showed up on the ground in their on their Super Bowl one. But will he be a good back for them in the backfield this season? Of course he will. Of course he will. Will the attempts and everything come down for the the Buccaneers? Nah, I don't think so. I think he's still gonna be up here with the attempts. His passing profile is there. Uh Tom Brady will finish again as a QB one. Uh, it's just the variance between where these guys are going to finish, man. I mean, you know, I believe he's still going to finish up here. Um, you know, the people that are going to drop out are going to be the people that that are down low, that were down low in the in the in the wide in the in the quarterback one range, and that was the Ryan Tannehills, um, you know, maybe the Jalen Hurts, you know. Those guys, maybe Kirk Cousins might drop out. Those guys might drop out. But Tom Brady, I don't believe he's going to drop out of the the quarterback one range. Um, will people be drafting him super high because of all the, the weapons that he lost? Probably not. I mean, he was being drafted as the QB9 last season. Will they draft him around that range? Probably. And if they do, do I think he's... A guy that you could take there, yes. Do I look for people that are, are that give me more value? Yes, I'm gonna look for people that are gonna give me more value. That I'm gonna draft late. That are gonna still perform just as good because I don't think that he's gonna perform to the quarterback three level again. And quarterback two, Justin Herbert of the. Los Angeles Chargers. He was drafted as the QB8, finished with 23.3 fantasy points per game. That finished him as the QB2, just as his overall finish was. He played all 17 games, 443 completions off of 672 attempts, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Now, why is his interceptions not talked about to the level that Matthew Stafford's were not were talked about. Here's the reason. His were not pick sixes. That's the reason. He would the reason why you talk about a guy throwing that many interceptions is because those interceptions were turning into points on the other end. Now, Justin Herbert, he busted out of three games, finished normal in four, great in three. And seven boom games with four of those boom games being over 30 fantasy points. He had the 71 deep balls at 44% completion percentage. His catchable uh, completion percentage rate was 80%. Red zone targets, 112 red zone targets at 57% completion. And the team was going at a clip of 36 36 passing attempts per game. His true completion percentage 
71.5%. We'll call it 72. His air yards per attempt, 7.8 air yards per attempt. His So his passing profile was exactly what we wanted to a T. His rushing profile, 3.7 attempts per game. 23 red zone attempts for 302 yards and three TDs. So he was giving you a little more rushing than what we would normally see from a guy who we just thought was a gunslinger out there. And this guy is one of those guys who slings the ball a lot. He has great weapons out of the backfield, great weapons as far as Keenan Allen is concerned, as far as Mike Williams is concerned. I believe they brought over Gerald Everett uh, to be their new tight end. And Gerald Everett, he knows... Brandon Staley from his time with the L.A. Rams. So, will this be a team that will see them stay and hover around 36 pass attempts per game? Of course. I believe that that's what they're going to continue to do. Um, I do believe that Justin Herbert is going to be one of the top five quarterbacks taken in the these years and this year's redraft formats. I believe he's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks taken. Do I believe he's going to return that value? I believe so. Um, I think this guy is a really good quarterback. But again, we will want to see him bring down those interceptions. Hovering around t- eight to ten interceptions is where we like to see guys, man. I like to see guys at eight to ten interceptions. If we're right there and we're giving you 38 to 40 touchdowns uh, a year, that's what we like to see there. And, of course, the number one overall quarterback uh, in fantasy football this past season was Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. He was drafted as the QB2, finished at points per game at 24.6. So, clear advantage, one-point advantage over Justin Herbert. One almost a two point advantage over um, the third finisher in Tom Brady. So 24.6 fantasy points put him at the quarterback one as well. This man went out there, he played all 17 games. He had 409 completions off of 646 pass attempts, 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Again, people are not talking about his interceptions. We want to bring that down. Two bus games, two normal games, five great games, and eight boom games with six of his boom games being 30-plus fantasy points. This is the guy who you should be drafting as your QB1, and the reason why you should be drafting him as a QB1 is strictly based on the fact that his rushing profile is higher than that of Patrick Mahomes, 7.2 yards, excuse me, 7.2 attempts per game, 32 red zone attempts, 763 yards on the ground, and six touchdowns. That's higher than that of Patrick Mahomes, but his throwing profile is close enough to where we are fine. It's close enough. 80 deep balls, 
42.5% completion percentage on those deep ball throws. 129 attempts in the red zone. He was 56.6% completion percentage in the red zone. We'll say 57. That's well above our threshold. 36 passing attempts per game. Well above our threshold. His true completion percentage was 69.3%. Tad slight, slightly under where we want to be, but it's close enough for us to say this is okay. His catchable pass rate, 73%. Of course, we want it to be at 75%, but because of his rushing profile, and he's close enough to having the passing profile that we would want, He's a lot closer than a Jalen Hurts would be a lot closer. Him and Kyler Murray are right there. I think Kyler Murray gives you, he has slightly lesser rushing upside than Josh Allen. Kyler Murray has slightly more upside in the passing game, so his passing profile is better, but his rushing upside is lower. And we want the guy with the more rushing upside along with that. So if, if we can't get Josh Allen or we don't want to reach for him, we'll wait a, a round or two and get Kyler Murray on the way back because those two guys give you the passing and the rushing profile that we would want to have that overall Number one fantasy football finish. You know, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts more so than than Lamar Jackson, don't have that passing profile. Lamar Jackson, he's almost there. There's some things that he does not have in the passing profile that we would want to have in order for us to say, that he's going to be a locked and loaded uh, QB1, QB3, top three finisher. We believe that Kyler Murray can finish top three because of his rushing and passing profile if he plays all the games. But he's not playing all the games, and that's why he drops in the drafts because he doesn't play all 17 games. He's not on the field for all 17 games, and we can't trust that. We can trust that if Josh Allen is on the game for, if he's on the field all 17 games, he's going to finish as the quarterback one. And he's done it two years in a row now. So Josh Allen, that's, that's the number one guy. Will he continue to be that? I mean, they brought over Jamison Crowder. They let Cole Beasley go, but Jamison Crowder can get open. Uh, they, they still have Gabe Davis who had that tremendous showing in the playoff game against the Chiefs. And then you got, of course, Stephon Diggs. You know, they also brought over O.J. Howard. They still got Dawson Knox. You know, maybe they draft a, a, a running back. Who knows? Maybe they draft another wide receiver. But they have enough talent for him to continue to be that. Ken Dorsey is the brand new offensive coordinator. He was there last season. So that doesn't really change too much about what their offense is going to be able to do. And what their philosophy and scheme is going to look like is going to be pretty much similar to what they had under Dabo, uh, Brian Dabble, Dabble, Brian Dabble, Dable, whatever his goddamn name is. You guys know who I'm talking about. Um, but I think that 
again, people are going to say that they're going to still pick Patrick Mahomes first overall. I'm going to say no. I would look to get Josh Allen. But being that these guys are being picked so high, and they're going to be second and third round picks, I'll wait until the fifth, the fourth or the fifth the fifth or the sixth, to get a uh, Kyler Murray or a uh, Lamar Jackson. That's just me. And again, we talk about that being because of the rushing upside of those guys. That rushing upside really puts them above the, above the rest in that category, in that aspect. But the next time you guys hear from me, um, as far as reflection episodes are going to be concerned, reflection meetings, we'll be finishing it off with the running back reflection episodes. Um, Stay tuned for those. And then we'll be going into our rookie evaluations and getting ready for our rookie drafts in the next three weeks. So I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wasslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one. I'm out.